This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, everybody. The nightmare continues. Arkansas losing the ninth game in a row to the Texas A&M Aggies. Halloween night, 2020, the curse continues. I feel a little bit different about this one. I do feel like Arkansas lost to a better team, and we can talk about maybe this penalty should have been called or that penalty should have been called. I, 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 that's not how I feel about this one. I feel like Arkansas ran into a team that was better than them, and sometimes that's just what happens. Sometimes you run into a better team, and this team in particular didn't make a lot of mistakes. I mean, no turnovers. Kellen Mond is a guy that I've been pretty critical of throughout his career. I felt like he's overrated, kind of mechanical as a quarterback, and this is the best game that I've ever seen him play. And Again, you know, sometimes you just run into a better team. Texas A&M has got better players. You look at that offensive line, that's something that we talked about all, all week long, four seniors returning starters, uh, five returning starters, four seniors and a five-star sophomore who's also a returning starter who had 17 starts under his belt going into this one. Uh, they've only given up two sacks. And, you know, if you want to talk about, like, how far a team can, can progress in a short amount of time, that offensive line gave up 34 sacks last year. This year they've only gave up two. I can't remember how many Arkansas gave up, like four, six, something like that. It felt like a lot. And some of that's on Arkansas's offensive line. Some of that's on Felipe Franks. And Felipe, I mean, if I, if I went through this whole thing and told you, and I'm sorry I'm kind of talking quiet because I'm walking through my neighborhood. I don't want to get the cops called on me Halloween night. Somebody's think I'm going to, like, vandalize something or something, walking around with a flashlight under my chin. But Arkansas, if I told you going into this one that Franks is going to be 23 of 31 for 239 yards and three touchdowns, no interceptions, if I told you that Rakeem Boyd would run 18 times for 100 yards and a touchdown, Traylon Burke's going to catch seven passes for 117 yards, two touchdowns. You're also going to get 91 yards on 16 carries from Franks. You probably you probably say, wow, Arkansas won that game. They did some good. I mean, if you really think about it, the total number that, number that Arkansas put up rushing, I mean, they did better than – I mean, they doubled what anybody has done production-wise on the ground against those guys. So that's, I mean, we have to keep things kind of relative, right? I mean, it's been so long where you've gone into a game, like a team against Texas A&M, where you felt like there's actually a chance here that Arkansas could go in and beat them because, you know, the situation that Arkansas has been in the last couple of years. Texas A&M's got a good football team. It's probably the best one I've seen. I mean, here they are in year three with Jimbo Fisher, got a senior quarterback. We talked about the offensive line. Isaiah Spiller's a stud. Smith kid's a stud. Got some really good players on defense. I mean, that's a pretty stout defense that A&M's got. They're going to beat some teams this year. Arkansas is going to beat some teams too. It's not over for Arkansas. They got a shot next week against Tennessee, a real shot against Tennessee. 
who unfortunately for Arkansas has a bye this week. So they're able to get rested up from their last time out against Alabama. But I don't know, I, I saw some positives in this one, but the bottom line is Texas A&M punted on their opening possession and then they didn't punt again until 947 was left in the game. Okay, Arkansas was three of 11 on third down. These are the stats I didn't mention earlier when I was talking about whether Arkansas you know, would have won the game based on these stats if I told you that before the game started. But Texas A&M was 7-11 on third down. Arkansas was 3-11, of 11, okay? Again, didn't have the turns. When you run into a team that's, you know, better than you personnel-wise, which Texas A&M is, and they play the way they did and they don't make mistakes, there's not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. Um, now, some criticisms. I hate to criticize Felipe too much just because he's such an upgrade at quarterback from what Arkansas has had in the last nine starters or so, eight starters. I'm not going to say that about Austin Allen. So the last, what, eight starters? He's such an upgrade, but he holds the ball too long. I mean, some of it's Arkansas's offensive line, and they were dealing with some stuff. If you notice, Luke Jones played a good bit. Um, Ricky Stromberg didn't start. I believe Ty Clary and did Lemmer start? I think Lemmer did, but um, maybe Latham, I can't remember. But, you know, Arkansas's offensive line still isn't at a point where you can just lean on them. And Arkansas still got, they still got the ball moving. They still got it going. There's people enjoying Halloween tonight, wondering what I'm doing. So, it's just, I mean, it is what it is. Arkansas is just, they're a program that's trying to build, trying to take things to a different level. And they're not there, there yet, but I think you still have to be encouraged by this. They got beat by a better team today. So, there's not really a situation here where you're like, well, the refs got him. Although I will say, like, spiking the ball in the end zone, you know, that's that's right before half. That's a 15-yard penalty. I was wondering, I was like, I guess you can spike the ball in the end zone now. This must be a rule I didn't see in college football because, if <laughs> I mean, that would have been like, that was like right before half, so that's going to add like 15 yards onto the kickoff. And Arkansas ended up kicking a field goal there and missed it. That might have made a difference. So... But anyway, with Felipe, and again, I don't mean to be too critical of him because he is such an upgrade again, but he holds the ball too long at times. And sometimes he doesn't have a great feel for what's going on uh, around him, just, just feeling the rush. Part of that, again, is the offensive line. Nice evening, nice Halloween. Did a little trick-or-treating with the family. It's going to be interesting this next week against Tennessee because again I may I may end up picking Arkansas I think I will pick Arkansas to beat Tennessee this coming weekend I think when you know even though they lost this one they still showed some fight there at the end they still battled back right um, I know there are a lot of gamblers sweating out the end of the game it was 11 points I think the line was maybe 13 and a half last time I looked at it maybe got up to 14 but it was you know some people probably got it as low as 10 and a half um, so I think that there is reason to be encouraged because they still fought. And that's something that we didn't see out of Arkansas, you know, the last couple of years. When things started going the wrong way, they really started snowballing. And Arkansas still battled. Um, Traylon Burks, we got to talk about Burks more. I only mentioned him briefly, but seven catches, 117 yards, two touchdowns. May, may have been the most talented player on the field may have been the most talented player on the field. He's just, 
he just swallows the ball up. I mean, just huge hands, just a great player. Could end up being Arkansas's most talented receiver ever. The, probably the best receiver Arkansas's ever had, if you don't want to count Lance Allworth. I think he played running back back a million years ago. But probably Jarius Wright, statistically, production-wise, been in the NFL a long time. Traylon Burks may be the most talented guy Arkansas has ever had at wide receiver, and he's from Warren. <laughs> and Jarius Wright is from Warren. I mean, that, that is just crazy to me how two players of that caliber can come out of such a small town like that. But I'm not, I'm not like mad. I'm not discouraged. I'm not upset. I mean, there's things here and there that, yeah, you wish they would have done this differently or Felipe would have seen this or, um, you know, maybe got rid of the ball instead of like, you know, taking a two or three yard loss or something like that. There's all kinds of things like that. But ultimately to me, I, t I look at where this team has been. I know what they have to accomplish in recruiting because they have some holes, guys. I mean, there are holes on this defense. There are holes on this offense. They're just not in the same situation that Texas A&M is. But you got to give A&M a lot of credit. And I know that's hard for Razorback fans because, I mean, you act like both sides act like, you know, this team, this game doesn't mean that much to them. It's just, you know, they should beat them. You know, they, they've owned them in the past, all that kind of stuff. But really when the game gets played, you see these, <laughs> these two teams just do not like each other. They both have pretty strong opinions, in fact. But again, you got to give credit to Texas A&M. They've got a good team. They're going. They're going to. They've got a real shot to win out. They really do. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, there's a couple games that are going to be tough, obviously. But they've got a shot. They've got a team. They really do. I think when you look at what Arkansas, you know, who that who they've played so far. To me, this is the first really good, complete football team that Arkansas has faced so far. And when you face a team like that you need to make some turnovers. Um, they got a lot of penalties against them. I think they had almost 100 yards or maybe right at 100 yards in penalties on Texas A&M. But you need to make some turnovers. Some, some, some plays need to go your way. And, um, you know, there were some things here and there where I thought maybe that could have been a holding call or something against Texas A&M. But overall, generally, I didn't think that it was that poorly an officiated game. I mean, referees are going to make you know, pretty casual mistakes throughout the game or not, or, you know, miss no calls. Um, the only thing that really just kind of set me off a little bit was, you know, that spike in the end zone, the referee's looking right at him. And I literally was like, I guess you can do that now. I guess it's not a penalty. So what else? You know, I will say this, it took some guts to make that call on that fourth and two. I think you're at the 45 yard line, something like that. It's fourth and two. It's not even halftime, and they throw that pass to, to Traylon Burks. And, you know, when they were lining up to do it, I was, I, I'll freely admit, I was yelling at TV, what are you doing? The game's not on the line. Why are, you, why are you going for this right here? And it was a long two. I mean, I would say it was three. But I was like, why are you going for it right here? And I don't know, it worked out. So kudos to them. Even when he threw it, I was just like, no, why are you throwing it deep? It's fourth and three. Anyway, we're going to wrap it up here. I'm a little wiped out. Had a pretty full day with all the Halloween festivities today. Kind of an interesting one with the Razorback game going on, but we're going to wrap it up. Sorry if I didn't seem too energetic. I just didn't want to wake up everybody in the neighborhood or get somebody 
to call the police on me walking around with a flashlight under my chin again. So we'll be back with you guys soon. How's it going? <laughs> I'll explain later. <laughs> we'll be back with you guys soon. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. So this has been Trey Biddy with hogsports.com and we'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.